Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Listeners, Remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe dot co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro dot co slash clink hi and welcome to housewives of true crime welcome welcome i am tabitha Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. That's right. And it's not bonus time. It's not bonus time. It's it, it and it's nighttime. That's fun cuz I'm drinking. Oh, me too. I'm drinking Justin Cabernet. Oh, good for you. You know, I've been on a sober kick. I made it through another debate. I need another chip. I made it through the vice president debate. No drinking. But, you know, most days are good homeschooling. But not all of them. 
And today was one of those days where mommy started drinking White Claws at 3 p.m. Oh, yeah. (laughs) White Claw sounds good. I actually went on a play date and they offered rosé. And after the second time she offered, I was like, I'm going to take you up on that offer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's and how you do it. Me and one other mom who listens to us named Tony. Shout out Hi, to Tony. her. Hi, Tony. We took her up on the offer. Nice. I always knew I would love Tony. Clink, clink. Yeah. So then I came home. I only had a little tiny bit because I had to drive, right? So, right. you know, just, just enough. Just enough to take the edge off. And then, and by no means was I over the limit at all. But when I got home, I thought, I should just keep going. That's right. So I poured That's myself you do. some Cabernet. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. So clink, clink to recording at nighttime. Clink, clink. Homeschooling, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys, when you hear this on Monday morning, Gretchen and I will have had a girls weekend behind us. That's true. So if I can predict the future, we are going to be so relaxed from being in Santa Barbara with no children, no husbands, and just our girls drinking wine and sitting at the pool. Is that what you think? I mean, I kind of. Then we'll go and jump on the beds, get a little tipsy, play some funny games. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the games. I'm never into the games. I'm a total poor sport. Oh my about God, the I games. love the games. Yeah, Tab loves the games. Fucking A. I mean, I can maybe do some left, right, center here and there. That's kind of fun. No, I mean, I think we're going to be hungover and like grumpy. True, third dare. Home to my, and my, I'm going to come home to my house being a mess and annoyed. 100%. That yeah. is going to be what happens on Sunday. But I'm yeah. talking about Saturday. Okay. So Saturday's going to be good. No, Saturday's going to be cool. I'm going to come home and have to pack. Mm-hmm. Pack and pack and pack. Yeah. So it'll be a little stressful. I'm like a little pack rat right now. Mm-hmm. So anything happen fun? Nothing fun, but lots of shit happens. Just, you know, constantly washing sheets, kids peeing in the bed, dog peeing in the house. 2020 and I'm out of groceries. Everybody says, you know, they can't like wait till 2020 is over. And I'm like, you guys, it's it's gonna be the same in 2021. I don't think it's I know, changing. I know. You're 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 such a drag. Although I'm moving, so I'm you know, Texas is more free, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it is just a drag. I could really use some groceries and I'm too cheap to get them delivered right now. I've been drinking White Claws since three, so. And you guys, she keeps telling. I can't go to the grocery store. She keeps telling me to have somebody pack my shit, which is so expensive, by the way. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Because I know how great it is that you're just like, oh, I have to tell you this. Taking care of. I do have a funny story. I had to go back to Home Depot. So on our Patreon episode, we talked about how I was at Home Depot and Gretchen was on the phone with me. And some Patreon from Home Depot came up to me and he wanted to help me put the boxes in my car. 
And then he asked me if I was uh, moving because I was getting divorced, which I'm sure he was hoping that was the case. Uh, but I wasn't, even though, you know, Gretchen says I, I gave him a little too much information about my life. So I had to go back because I was out of boxes yesterday, last night. Yeah, and, of course, because you have more shit than you think. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and um, some other guy hit me up, Gretchen. I mean, if For you, divorcing. you are single, Home Depot is the place to go if you want to find a man. I am telling oh, you. Listen, I don't want to give you any ideas. I certainly don't. But I just saw a T-shirt on the Facebook that said, happily divorced AF. <laughs> I am not getting divorced, but if I was, I would be at Home Depot every day. These guys are so nice. They're, They're always, ready to go. Yeah. And you know, it's COVID. So could you imagine if it wasn't COVID times? I mean, these guys have no problem coming up to me, asking me if I need help, picking up the boxes. I'm like, do I look like a weak sister or what? Like I work out. Okay. Pointers. We need to send Leela there. That's where you meet the dudes. I, I think a hundred percent. Handy ones. Yes. Even better. Want Even to help? Better. Yeah. Listen, I hate Home Depot so much. I mean, I can almost handle Lowe's. I feel like it's more female friendly, but I hate a Home Depot. I mean, I do not want to go. My husband asked me to stop at Home Depot, and it's an argument every time. Listen, it makes me feel real good. There's a lot of places I don't ask you to go. I don't ask you to go to the dry cleaner. I don't even ask you to go to the grocery store. Unless it's for something I think you can handle, like ice or firewood. I'm not going to Home Depot. I hate that place. Well, if you want to feel really good about yourself, go to Home Depot. If you want to pick up a guy, go to Home Depot. Just okay, saying. Noted. Okay. Do you want to hear about my crime today, Chris? You bet your ass I do. Okay. All righty, Gretchy. All right. This is an interesting case. Okay. Or... I should say cases, or maybe I should say epidemic. Epidemic. Mm -hmm. It is an epidemic. Okay. So this story starts with one of our listeners named Juana Poindexter. She suggested I do this case on a woman named Jermaine Charlo. Juana says that Jermaine is a real disco biscuit, and I'll tell you that she is. Okay. Juana sound, with the last name Poindexter sounds like a real disco biscuit herself. I bet oh, she can hold her own. My God. Totally. And she's a realtor. So she was like, I'll give you some, oh, you know, she's a hustler. information on some home prices. But okay. We like it. As I got into this case, it actually turned into something else. And so I didn't really need home prices because this is much bigger than I can even point a finger to what I want to know about how much a price of a home is. Okay. Okay. So Jermaine is who I looked up first and I found that, yeah, Jermaine is a missing woman and she's an indigenous woman, which is also considered a native American, which also we called Indians at one time for anybody that doesn't know. I know. I know, you know, but Maybe my grandma doesn't know that. Okay. You know what I mean? And Jermaine is one of many, many, many missing indigenous women. Really? Yeah. And I did not know that either. 
Well, you know, I think maybe shit happens on those reservations because they have their own police and shit, just like it happens on military bases where they have their own police and shit and people be corrupting and covering up. Gretchen, maybe you got something going there. Oh, yeah. Yep. She's smarter than I thought, people. That's right. (laughs) You should take my homeschool class. I know, right? So I think it's that. I think it's political. I think a lot of things are political these days because, in fact, let me tell you that in 2016, it is reported that over thousands Indigenous women went missing, but only 200 were reported to the National Database of Missing People. Over 24 women went missing in 2018 in Montana alone. What? There's not even that many people in Montana. I know. Native Americans are more likely to be abused than any other race in America. One in three will be raped, and the murder rates far exceed the national standards. And it isn't just interracial abuse. It actually is abuse from non-Native men. So 96% of the abuse that comes from a, a Native American is from a non-Native American. Interesting. You are 10 times more likely to be murdered if you're a Native American woman than a white woman. And Native American women are only 3% of the population. Wow. So these statistics are pretty frightening. Yeah. And that has me questioning why. Why? Yeah, why? I'll get into a lot of why in this episode, but first I want to tell you about a few of the women who still need to be found. And I wanted to start with Jermaine Charlo because that is how we all came here from Juana. So Jermaine, she also went by their name, Liz Mozart. Morzo. I think it's Morzo. She was 23-year-old mom of two from Dixon, Montana. She's smoking hot, Native American woman. And by the looks of her Facebook profile, you can still pull it up. She was a bartender at Big River Cantina. On June 15th, 2018, she did a little bar hopping like we all did at 23. Absolutely. She went to Missoula, Montana to three different bars, one called the Badlander, the other one called the Golden Rose, and another one called the Dark Horse, which, by the way, there's a um, strip club in Cabo called the Dark Horse, too. Okay. All those are good bar names. They are really good bar names. It actually makes me want to go to Montana because I feel like it's like- We love a dive bar. Those are all bars we would go to. A hundred percent. Yeah. So between midnight and 1 a.m. on June 16th, she was dropped off on 5th Street between Russell and Orange Streets. If you guys are from Montana, you would know where that is. And was last seen, or supposedly last seen, walking east towards Orange Street Food Farm. From there, Liz, or Jermaine, has never been seen again. Now, my first thought was, why does she have two names? And maybe that means she wanted to be somebody else or didn't want to be seen or something like that. But the more I look into it, it's not really uncommon for indigenous women to use different names. 
she also was super active on Facebook and her social media. And after that night, she totally went dark. So something happened to her. Yeah. Another thing that I noticed from her Facebook profile was on June 8th, which is just like seven days before, she put on Facebook that she was in a relationship with somebody. She didn't say who, but I also find that a little suspicious. I do Um, too. Yeah. Why would you click on the in a relationship if you can't claim it? If you can't (laughs) claim it, then be single. Totally. So there is not a lot of information on this case. And I think that's probably why we don't do a lot of open cases because not until the cases are closed do we actually find out what happened because public records. Yeah, because they they want to protect the investigation so they don't yeah. release everything. Yeah, and that that I think has happened in this case a little bit. My other thought is that a thin amount of resources and prejudice against Native American people in the North has made this search not as important as it should be. So I will get into that more in a moment, but this didn't happen on a reservation. So Missoula police did take over on this case from a guy named Guy, actually. The detective's name is Guy Baker. And he says that he has put hundreds, if not thousands of hours into looking for Jermaine. He has put out absolutely no information pertaining to her, like who the boyfriend is or who she was with that night. You know, it's just exactly what I told you is exactly what they put out into the world. They haven't even said that she has a boyfriend. I actually gave you a little bit more information just from digging, but she's missing and she has a kid and nobody knows where she is. And so if you guys have any information or you have an inclination of where this disco biscuit could be, please call the Missoula police at 406-396-3217. Well, listen, While it is a little crazy that they haven't put out anything, including like uh, the relationship and stuff. I mean, what I just found with that Jessica Chambers case Mm -hmm. was people putting on blast everyone that she had dated did not help. It made things worse. Yeah. And that could be true. It really sucks to be, you know, these people that are not familiar with the situation or these suspects accusing them. I mean, once you're accused of being involved with something like this, it haunts you for life. I could totally see that. So you're right. I think that they're protecting whatever information they have so that when something does come up, they'll know, you know, if they have something. And maybe they do or maybe they don't. I don't know. I mean, I would hope they have something. I would hope they have surveillance from a bar. At least they know who dropped her off in this alley, supposedly, to walk god knows where by herself but i would think that's like your number one suspect is who she was with right yeah so from germaine i found another case that actually has a lot more information but the same outcome okay a 20 year old woman named ashley heavy runner loring 
went missing one year before Jermaine in an area called Blackfeet Reservation in northwest Montana. You familiar? A little bit because, according to my grandma, we are part Blackfoot. No way. Yes. Well, listen to this. Now, she was known not to be completely truthful. (laughs) (laughs) Full disclosure. Rest in peace, Pompey. So I don't know for fact, but that is the story. Did you do 23andMe? No. Well, my aunt did, and it didn't come up as much Native American as we were told. And did it come up at all? I think it came up some, but not like she said her parent was like a full, you know. I had it on. It's weird because I have it on both sides. Okay. So. So I was told that like my great grandfather was some Indian chief from Cherokee Indian tribe. And. Of course you were fancy. Oh, is that So that would make you like a fucking princess or something. I know, right? And then I did 23andMe and I have a zero, nothing Zip, zilch, nothing. nothing. Right. So I don't know where that came from, but it was not a true source. So Pompey and my great-grandpa Indian chief probably don't know shit. Probably. So anyways, going back to Ashley, she was a beautiful young girl with lots of hopes and dreams. Uh, She wanted to move with her older sister to Missoula to attend college. But before these dreams came true, she started hanging out with the older crowd and partying. And when I say partying, it's not like the partying that we're going to do in Santa Barbara. I mean, she's... Oh, she's not going to drink champagne and fall asleep at 5.30 like we did last year when we got together? (laughs) On the the guy's couch? (laughs) Yeah. No. Actually... Actually, she wasn't sleeping at all for days on end. She was on a real bender doing meth. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Ashley is this real petite young thing, and she's been meeting up with these 50-year-old men, 50-something-year-old men, you know? Yeah. Partying for days straight on end. And this kind of lifestyle, I think, makes people not look for you right away. Yeah. And so we've had another case where, you know, like if you tend to come and go and your routine, your normal routine isn't really normal, it takes longer to realize that maybe something's gone wrong or maybe you're missing or you're not coming home. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're underage, especially, you probably don't come from a great home in the first place. Mm -hmm. And when you go missing, they definitely don't report it. I saw similar situations that you're describing when I lived in Hawaii. Because when I was there in 2005, the age of statutory rape is only 14. And they have a big methamphetamine problem. Everybody's got the bumper sticker that says, cook rice, not ice. So you see a lot of these young girls hanging out with old guys that presumably are supplying them drugs. And it's disgusting. 
Yeah. This is and this sad. Is this is it. Yeah. Yeah. So Ashley had messaged her sister in June of 2017 asking her for some money, and then she just went dark. So a couple weeks went by, and her sister became pretty worried and realized that Ashley wasn't coming home. So she calls the tribal police, who kind of made it like no big deal. I mean, she's 20 years old. She can come and go yeah. as she pleases. And right. she's kind of on a bad path anyway, so she's probably just hanging out. Yeah. This seems to be the case in actually a lot of these missing girl cases. Like, no real efforts made, but it's because I think the police just look at them as drug addicts. Yeah, or, it's unfortunate. Yeah, like, it, they're not worth it. That's but right. But if your family is going to the police, it's their gut. They know the difference. They know. Yeah, they know. And her yeah. sister knew. Yeah. So there are facts in Ashley's case that makes me believe that it actually could be solved and someone could be prosecuted. And let me tell you why. Ashley was last known to be at a little remote lake home of this like 52-year-old guy. His name is Sam McDonald. Sam is a meth addict. Mm-hmm. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks Astapro for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. 
Astapro and Go. It's faster pro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. Sam has said that he was with Ashley for days staying up doing meth. He has said that he last saw her this particular day in June, and she said to him, hey, can you give me a ride to go see V-Dog? And he said he just bent his head backwards and fell asleep because he was up for six days before that. And when he woke up, Ashley was gone. So he just assumed that B-Dog came and got her. He claims that he looked for her, you know, when he woke up, but she was gone. And after days of being awake and partying, who knows how long he fell asleep for and if he really remembers anything at all. I mean... I don't know. So the police have searched Sam's home. Let me tell you, I saw inside Sam's home. He's a hoarder. Ew. So I think it's kind of hard to search somebody's home in there. It's like such a mess. Yeah. But say Sam has nothing to do with it, which he claims he doesn't. And so now we move on to who is this V-Dog Okay. B-Dog actually exists. His real name is Paul Valenzuela. Okay. Paul's also in his 50s. He's got a criminal background, including burglary, weapon conviction, and drugs. He splits his time between Seattle and the Blackfeet Reservation. Paul was married at the time to his wife, Tashina Running Crane, who went by the name T. Eastwood. So here I'm saying these women, they go by different names. I think that's okay. just kind of Well, I just want to say for the record, V-Dog, that sounds like every guy that we grew up with that was bad news. Totally. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, maybe don't just know. don't like hang out with any like us. You know, consonant followed by a dog. Right. T-dog, B-dog. Just, B-dog. It's not working for me. I mean, except Snoop, it's like not working for me. No, because he has a whole name before a dog. Yeah. Yeah. It's no. maybe just the consonant yeah. and then the dog. Yeah. yeah. So although he was married, it is reported that he did have a thing with Ashley at the time of her mm-hmm. disappearance. And there's something real fishy here. T has adamantly denied having anything to do with Ashley's disappearance. However, at one point she made a YouTube video. And on this YouTube video, she claims that Paul knows exactly where Ashley is. And the video was up for a while, but it was removed. And in the video, it says... And quotes, basically, he has Ashley. Everyone in this town knows it. Paul is trying to set me up. Oh, geez. Yeah. She also has been in text conversations with Ashley's sister. And she says Paul knows where Ashley is. And she says Ashley has blonde hair now. But when Ashley's sister presses her to go help her find her or call the police or talk to the police, the text message is kind of like, she never texts back. 
And she yeah. says, oh, I fell asleep. Sorry. You know, like she's wishy-washy. Yeah, like it's not pressing. Yeah. It's pressing. Press. Right. Yeah. And as far as Paul, he filed for divorce from T one month after Ashley went missing. T actually was interviewed by Nightline and she claims that she did do the video, but she says she did it because she was mad at Paul at the time. And in her Nightline video, Paul calls her cell phone at the time and she answers it. They were like, answer it, you know, when she's getting interviewed. So she answers it and he just hangs up right away. She's like, oh, I'm on that interview. And he just like hangs up. He was in jail at the time also on a drug charge. Of course. So these two, they have the answers. I'm 100% sure they do because why would you even say that? Like if you never saw the girl, never knew anything about her, there's something going on there. You're a real bad person if you're making it up. I mean, and you're a real bad person if you know something and you're not saying anything. Yes. Both. Either way. Suck it. Yeah. So I'm not the only one that thinks that after the police and the federal agencies failed to even really look into the case, Ashley's family, led by her sister, started doing the investigating. And let me tell you. They have found bloody clothes and boots next to Sam's house. Whoa. They found bloody carpet in a, an abandoned trailer that Ashley was supposedly in. They have turned all of this over to the police. And it's now been like going on two years waiting for DNA results. But again, the wait continues and nothing has been done. But let's say the evidence comes back. Let's say it's like, oh, yeah, it's it's Ashley's DNA. No one's going to be prosecuted. You can't just act like a detective and, like, take something to the police and be like, hey, this, is, uh, this came from here. Like, it doesn't work that way. Well, you can't in a small town where police are real egotistical and they think if we didn't gather this information ourselves or we didn't feel like looking into it before, we're not going to just because you tell us to. That's right. I think for sad, but it's true. But even if like even if they were like, oh, yeah, let's like let's figure it out. They can't go and arrest like say Paul did it. They were like, oh, yeah, we have Paul's DNA and we have her DNA. That's going to go to court and they're going to be like, yeah, well, there should listen. There's shit they could do. They can do something like have some other drug addict that needs a way out be like that's friends with him they could have them call him and get him to say he knows where she is or something yeah that's true maybe yeah i mean if they felt like it they're they could do tricky stuff yeah ashley's sister also claims that t has had relations with all the tribal police so that's why it's getting covered up oh I don't know that. Obviously, it's hearsay. However, the tribal police only accounts for seven people. So maybe it's not so far-fetched. And those seven people, Gretchen, patrol a 1.5 million acre area. Oh. Okay. That that makes sense. Those numbers totally add up. Sit sit, sit with that for a second. Yeah. So. Seems like a lot of places to hide evidence that nobody's going to stumble on. Seriously. So although we know a lot more about Ashley, 
than we do about Jermaine, we're still at the same point. Yeah. We don't have her. We don't know where she is. Maybe she's still alive, but she's probably not. Another missing girl named Larissa Lone Hill from Rapid City, South Dakota, has been missing since October 2nd, 2016. So just a year before Ashley went missing. Larissa was also a young mother of a two-year-old child. She went to her boyfriend's the night that she went missing and then supposedly took off with two guys. Her last text communications were to her mom. One of the two guys says she dropped her off. The other guy says she never saw her. And again, these men with Larissa were involved in drugs. So what I'm seeing is all of this is stemming from maybe a bigger problem, which is a drug problem. Yeah. So I started looking at the facts. Okay. And here are the facts. There is a drug epidemic in these reservations. And then I started thinking, why do people fall victim of drug abuse? And I'm witnessing it right now in LA. I mean, I call you every day about how many homeless people there are underneath every single underpass when you get off the freeway, right? There are needles all over the sidewalks in Los Angeles, everywhere. And when you get into a poverty state, you tend to see more drugs. And I think that maybe people just start coping with this like really rough life because of whatever situation they're having. But But money seems to be the problem. And so I think that in these reservations, they're not funded well. And when you're not funded well, you have no jobs. Listen, they're in. We drive through the Navajo, the Ute all the time on the way to Colorado. And on the way to New Mexico, I mean, I've told you, there are areas that are like, it's like a shanty town where Mm -hmm. it's like, you would not believe that these, this is in the United States of America. Yeah. That there are these living conditions. It is. Poverty, right? remoteness, the whole police thing, you know, being patrolled by their own thing. I think part of it is cultural. I mean, I think if you grow up in a drug-addicted family, your chances of falling down that road are, you know, pretty likely. I think the fact that they're in the middle of the nowhere, boredom. All of it. All of it. A lack of education, opportunity. Yes. All of it. So that's all of it. It all comes from that. And then to top it off, we don't publicize it, right? So these cute young girls go missing, but the media doesn't cover it. So they're just lost. And they have said when a a Native American woman goes missing, she's missing twice because she's missing from real life. But then nobody gives a shit. Nobody misses, like, they don't talk about it. Like, another, you know, cute young white girl that would go missing, it would be all up on the news. Oh, yeah. You know? The other thing about these women is that they're getting sex trafficked a lot. Uh, yeah, a I, lot. Can, I can imagine that. And it's not reported. 
So over 40% of trafficked women identify as Native Americans. Wow. Because I wonder if there is some kind of cultural distrust between, you know, Native Americans and police agencies outside of the tribal police. Okay. So that has something to do with it. So basically you've got the tribal police and the tribal police can only arrest tribal people. Okay. They cannot arrest anybody on their reservation that is not part of the tribe. That's a causes a problem. Yeah, so that's a problem. You have to call in the state police, which who knows where they are? Yeah. I mean, you got this many acres, like who knows where the the nearest state police is. And I think that a lot of times they don't want to like, you know, police agencies, they don't like to they don't like to work with each other. No, they don't. And they don't want to go out of their way. From what I understand, I mean, in a big city, only something like 6% of rape kits are even tested. So they're not, they're already not going out of their way for women in general. So I can't imagine they're going out of their way for women that are in a remote area. No. And, and just culturally, Native American women have been degraded over time. And so I think probably even in their webs, they just don't look at women as equal. So the governing forces for the tribes, they consist of three different departments, state, federal, and Indian country. And according to Monty Mills, a tribal law scholar at the University of Montana, He basically says, you have three different governments who are responsible for protecting the public citizens in the Indian country, the federal, state, and tribal, like I said. And anytime you get three governments together to try to do anything, it becomes real challenging. Yep. So due to a Supreme Court ruling and acts of Congress, most tribes can only charge their members with the crime. So like I said, like you can't, you have to enlist outside help. And that gets real complicated. And to top that off, the Indian reservations are underfunded. And when you're underfunded, it's hard to get help. I mean, that's why you have seven police officers in a, I mean, they should have. Maybe somebody can school us on this because I've heard conflicting things. I have heard that, I mean, maybe it just is, um, dependent on what reservation Mm -hmm. but i've heard that some people can get these get these big checks checks from the government i know i've heard then how many how come if that is happening there are so many other people i mean i i really don't know what i'm talking about but then how come so many other people are clearly left in the dark when it comes to benefiting financially I would like to know that also. I did not look into that and and by the way i didn't say this but a lot of these trafficked women are trafficked in the casinos, in the on the Indian reservation casinos. The BIA, which stands for the Bureau of Indigenous Affairs, they are the ones that have these contracts that are funding, um, and supposedly they are very underfunded. Um, but let me tell you this, Gretchen. Tell me. 
On November 26, 2019, President Trump signed Executive Order 13898, forming the Task Force on Missing and Murdered American Indians and Alaskan Natives. Right on. Yeah. So the task force aims to enhance the operation of the criminal justice system and address the legitimate concerns of American Indian and Alaskan Native communities regarding their missing and murdered people, particularly missing and murdered women and girls. Trump has also been a huge supporter of the indigenous movement. And just in May of this year, he sat at a roundtable in Arizona to discuss the changes and help even more Native Americans. So although there is a huge problem still, it seems to be getting some recognition and our government is finally paying attention. Good. So I just think we need to embrace the Native Americans and fund them adequately, get them out of the poverty state, find them jobs, encourage their success and their future. And most importantly, end the violence against women. Um, yeah, agreed. And the cultural ha- the culture has to change a little bit. You know, I think that empowering women, women and treating them like equals and then having them feel empowered themselves to stand up for themselves. Well, that's part of the funding them. All that comes with it. I know. Educating these people, you know, starting to talk to children at a young age. It's um, the tools, giving them the tools. And breaking the, and breaking the tools. And, you know, we don't want to sound like we're on our high horse and this is how it is, whatever, because we don't know. Oh, trust me. I mean, I like we don't. I wish know, I had the answers. Yeah, but I can imagine. Yeah, I'm after all of that because I was reading a lot of reports from like 2016 and 2015, and to see that progress has been made in 2019 and 2020 is like really made me happy. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. That that maybe they are not being forgotten and. We're going to get somewhere. Okay. So that's that. So this is a different case from our standard cases. And it's just a eye-opener, I guess, of a episode. Well, it's good to throw in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. And next week, I'm going to get back to hookers. So. <laughs> I mean, not hookers. Knew? Sorry. Fuck. Sex workers. Okay, and, okay. you know, scandal. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I, I okay. generally like that, actually, better oh, than no. this. We this makes me to, sad because we, we don't like. We all need to get woke and, you know, be entertained. We can we can do it we all. Our it. listeners okay. can handle it all. A all little right. enlightenment. Guys, Gretchen this week is telling a tale on our Patreon of. Case of Ruby Ridge. Ruby Ridge, you guys. This is a good this one. This is the longest one I've ever done. If you liked Waco. Brace yourself. This is going to be even better. So it comes out on Thursday on our Patreon. Look up Patreon forward slash Housewives of True Crime. Subscribe and you can get this episode. Also, uh, thanks for all the reviews, you guys. We are getting up there and we are very um but keep happy. them coming. I mean, yeah. Don't we're not stop. there. We're getting there, but we're not there. So keep we them coming. definitely not there. But let me shout you guys out. Jen Dorsey, thank you so much. She says she never misses an episode. 
That's Thank so you. nice. Thank you, Jen. I feel like she's in our group. Sharon Gay. Amazing podcast. Thanks, Sharon. Okay, this one is a little M Tecla Mama. M Tech Mama. Sorry, amazing and fun. She says she's followed us since the beginning. Thank you oh, so much. Thank you. Clink clink. Um also she did give us some suggestions and one of them is about a six-year-old girl that went missing and I'm so sorry we will not do that one because we do not do children I'm so sorry just to let you know uh great storytelling art r2 jr thank you number one podcast from Pretoria Chantel who am I telling to eat a dick come on there's got to be one no in there. there's not you can't that's you it, can't that's it. you can't please everyone oh my god we are pleasing everybody and if we're oh, not geez. pleasing you and you're not giving us a review thank you so much because you know <laughs> we do not like bad reviews it makes Gretchen real cranky well so what it does she's like yeah, don't read does. them to me anymore yeah <laughs> <laughs> But you guys, you know what? I feel like if you've like gotten this far with us and you're like our people. Listen, I feel bad for people. Like a friend of ours just hit us up today and is like, you know what? I started listening and she's like started way back. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know. she. If you like those early episodes. <laughs> then you're really like us. Yeah. Oh, this one is like a different kind of episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she just texted us right now. She's listening to some of the newer ones. Oh, good. Yeah, because she's like, let's see. How much better do they get? Our old ones also, like our beginning episodes, like 1 through 12, are also on Patreon if you want to listen to them. The cases are good. We just were like, oh, what my son says from Roblox, we were noobs. Oh, yeah. That means we're like new to something. We're noobs. Yeah. So, yeah. I I, I got it. Oh, okay. I just wanted to make sure, you know, I don't know how many white claws you had today. (laughs) three save it up because we're we're going out with a bang since it's 6 45 i no, started at I'm, three I'm, that's oh, not bad i'm saying for like saturday calories wise no what not calories wise it's for saturday you gotta be like in it to win it i don't want in you it to win over. it okay I, yeah I'm, I'm i'm revving up my muscles practicing <laughs> look at those guns gretchen oh gretchen my god my look at this <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. I'm flapping my arms right now. <laughs> I'm not. Gretchen always has good arms, no matter what. No, I don't. Yeah, I really do. don't. All right, ladies and gents. I think that's all for today. Okay. Clink, clink. Clink, clink. 